Hello, welcome once again to our meditations from the School of Jesus Crucified by Father Ignatius of the Side of Jesus. We are on day 12 of our meditations, day 15 of this series overall. If you haven't already checked it out, check out day three. It is a practical meditation or a practical method for meditation, including prayers that you can say to help get yourself in a prayerful mindset for the meditation here. Today's meditation is Jesus is led before Pilate. And um, feel free to pause the the video or the, uh, the audio. Feel free to pause, rewind. Rewatch, re-listen, whatever you need to to get the most out of the meditation. These meditations do go up every morning on YouTube. And then they are also uploaded to Spiritus TV, Rumble, and Odyssey. And they are also available on all your major podcast apps like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Amazon, po- uh, really all of them. They all get, they get uploaded, all of them. So make sure you check us out on all of those. Subscribe to us on all of them if you haven't already. And share these uh, meditations with with everyone you can. We are doing them live during Lent, but they are useful uh, all the time. They're not just Lenten meditations, but they are my favorite meditations to do during Lent, hence why I'm doing them. So like I've done with all these videos, I'm going to throw up an image on the screen so if you are watching on video, nothing will be happening on screen. So just um, don't worry about the screen and just listen and take it all in. So here we go. Day 12. Jesus is led before Pilate, the Roman governor. Meditation. Early in the morning, the high priest and ancients of the people begin again assemble and resolve to deliver Jesus up to the secular power by consigning him to Pontius Pilate, a Gentile, and the governor of Judea. Consider number one. The exterior of Jesus during this, his third most painful journey. He is bound anew with cords and chains by order of the high priest, that Pilate may may at once regard him as a man guilty of death, and unworthy of being treated with clemency. Thus bound, our sweet Savior is dragged by the inhuman Jews, who overwhelm him with every species of insult, as the very worst of malefactors, before the tribunal of the governor. The streets are crowded, and new spectators throng in from every side to feast their eyes upon the prisoner. All rejoice, and all endeavor by bitter insults to share in the torture of the innocent malefactor. And among all this, and among all this crowd watching and deriding him, there is scarcely one man to be found who pities him. My soul, contemplate this man God bound with heavy chains, his sacred face discolored and defiled with spittle, his head uncovered and bruised by the blows he has received, and his whole divine person outraged at every step by the most degrading insults. Contemplate the modesty and gravity of his demeanor, and behold how his sacred countenance is expressive of the most serene patience and meek humility. Thou canst not perceive there the slightest trace of vexation, sorrow, 
or anger. His strength is exhausted. He is sinking with fatigue and bowed down beneath the ignominy of his situation. Yet he hastens onward joyfully and serenely to deliver himself up into the hands of Pilate, to be condemned to death. Oh, what charity, what mercy, what condescension is thine, my Jesus, and all for my sake. But oh, what lessons of virtue may I not draw from thy outward deportment on this occasion. Number two, the interior of Jesus. He is thoroughly aware of all the evil intentions of his enemies, who are resolved to have him put to death as a public malefactor. Therefore, we might naturally suppose that he would be thereby afflicted and filled with indignation. But, on the contrary, the calmness of his heart remains undisturbed, and his appearance is that of a meek lamb led to the slaughter. He sees that the Jews have unanimously conspired against him through motives of malice and hatred, that there is not one man to stand by him, and that all are afraid of speaking in his favor. Still, our innocent Redeemer humbles himself amid all his sufferings, as though he were really guilty. He hears the insulting words, the sharp sarcasms, and the atrocious calumnies with which every one of his enemies delights in assailing him. And he offers with all fervent acts of charity to his eternal father an expiation of my sins. He permits his senses to feel the whole bitterness of his sufferings. But at the same time, his soul is overflowing with joy that the day for which he has long sighed and for which he has been waiting during the space of 33 years to accomplish the work of my redemption is come at last. Compare your interior dispositions for one moment with those of Jesus. How great a difference do we we behold between them? You can bear nothing willingly like Jesus. You grieve, lament, are disturbed in spirit, and have not even sufficient fortitude to offer your slightest trials to Jesus, who has suffered so much for love of you. When will you profit by example of Jesus? Number three. Jesus before Pilate. The Jews might have put Jesus to death secretly and thus satiated their feelings of hatred and envy, but they are desirous of appearing innocent of his death. They wish that he should die, but not that the odium of his death should be imputed to them. They therefore conduct him to Pilate, that he may pronounce the sentence of condemnation, and, without entering into his palace, they loudly call upon him to condemn to death the malefactor whom they have brought loaded with chains before his tribunal. Pilate, from our house, from his house, beholds our blessed Jesus advancing toward him with the utmost meekness and humility of demeanor. And he perceives how he is almost visibly surrounded by a halo of innocence. The Jews well know the perfect innocence of Jesus, and still, with senseless fury, clamorously demand his death. A hundred times have they received proofs of his goodness. Over and over again has he been to them a loving benefactor, and now they are seeking only to have him put to death as the worst of malefactors. Let not your anger be kindled against the Jews, but against yourself. 
For whenever you have committed sin, your crime has been far greater than theirs, and outraging your benefactor, your father, and your God. You knew what you were doing. You believed in Jesus, and yet you sinned. Meanwhile, Jesus stands before the governor in humble silence, surrounded by his enemies, and is desirous of giving an example of patience rather than approving his innocence. Oh, how instructive is his silence. The Fruit When tempted to commit sin and to offend Jesus, answer the devil, the world, and your own passions in the words of Pilate to the Jews when they presented Christ before his tribunal. What accusation bring you against this man? What evil has Jesus done to me that I should offend him? Has he deserved to be offended? Ought I to hate him who has so much loved me? If you direct all your efforts to the acquisition of the interior virtues of meekness, mildness, and humility of heart, you will find no difficulty in the practice of other Exterior Virtues Example The remembrance of the passion of Jesus detaches the soul from worldly vanities. St. Elizabeth of Hungary, having entered a church one festival day to assist at the divine office, dressed in her royal robes and attended by a large retinue of servants, cast her eyes upon a crucifix. And at that sight her heart immediately smote her. Behold thy creator, said an inward voice, thy redeemer, thy God, who for love of thee hangs naked on a cross and suffers the most disgraceful of deaths. And thou, a wretched creature, art clothed in vain attire and costly ornaments. The head of Jesus is crowned with thorns and thine with flowers and jewels. Thus then dost thou imitate thy master, Thus dost follow his example. So deeply was she touched and overcome by these reflections that she turned pale and fell, trembling and fainting to the ground, where she remained for some time until revived by the care of her attendants. And that's it for the meditation today. So this will be aired uh, and uploaded on Friday. March 10th, um, which means that we have one more this week uh, on Saturday, and then we'll take Sunday off and then continue from there. So tomorrow's meditation is Jesus before the tribunal of Pilate. But I just want to say thank you to everyone for watching or listening to these. Um, I really hope that everyone finds these to be fruitful. Uh, I, like I, like I've said many times, they're, they're, they're my favorite, especially during Lent. So I would be doing this anyways. I might as well read it on camera and share it with, you know, as many people as are interested. So thank you once again. Uh, I hope you have a blessed day whenever you're watching or listening to this. So thank you. Uh, God bless. And I'll see you next time.